0: Uh, my name is Manny, if I haven't met you, I'm one of the associate pastors here, and uh, it's glad to be here. Uh, but quickly, just before you know, I continue this morning, uh, I'd like to just uh, reinforce uh, a Westridge family update that was sent out yesterday. So maybe in your inbox, uh, you miss it, or it's in your junk folder. Uh, so I'd like to read that email to you uh, real quickly. Uh, it goes this way, Westridge family, uh, on Friday, September 17, Pastor John tested positive for COVID. We're not sure where his exposure came from, but he has a very mild symptoms, and uh, just fever and tiredness, which has subsided, so thank God. Uh, his symptoms began on Wednesday night, and the risk of being contagious on Sunday is so low, but we wanted to communicate that in case uh, anyone is experiencing uh, this, this week. Uh, he will be in quarantine with his family this week, and uh, thankful, we're thankful for God's healing and protection for him and his family, and uh, you can understand the reason why I'm here today, right? So that's the reason why. <laughs> so uh, and as always, we thank you for your prayers and support, uh, and God, we trust that God will continue to be victorious uh, in the end over this pandemic, so we're grateful. Uh, we know that God is in control. Uh, of all things. So it's always ease and we continue to be. So we trust him for that. So well, uh, uh, that's the Westridge family update just for the family. If this is your first time here, uh, we're glad that you join us this week. Uh, and it's always our heart to see you continue to grow in your relationship with Christ. You will see a communicator card underneath the seat in front of you. Just fill them out. Let us know that you are here today. And uh, if there's anything we can do to serve you, let us know as well. After the service, take it to the info center in the lobby for a special gift. And uh, our wonderful greeters will be there. It might be Pastor Brian, but it will surely receive you well. And uh, for Church Online, thank God for our brand new website. All you have to do, if it's your first time, you go to the homepage. On the top right, you click Plan a Visit. and you will be able to receive your communicator card as well. Uh, Westridge Family, you use the same communicator card or the same place to be able to let us know if there's any changes, update, prayer requests, prayer report. Once you're done, if you're here, put them in the Titan Offering boxes, or you're online, just click that, plan a visit to do that. Talk about Titan Offering. Uh, that's always a joy, which is an extension of our worship to the Lord, to be able to continue to further the work of God unheard, especially through this ministry, Ministry of Westridge. So thank you. You can drop those in the Titan offering boxes, or you can give securely online at westridge.cc too. Uh, So this week, I'm excited to continue the message series uh, on Proverbs. And uh, don't you like the 31-day challenge that we've started two weeks ago? How many of us have been involved or engaged with that? Well, you got to tell me the truth now, because I'm checking. I know the faces. All right, good, 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 good. That's good. I can see your hands. If you're not, I hope this is inspiring you so that you can get into God's Word, so that you can begin to learn uh, and understand this biblical principle for daily living. You know, it's very wonderful because when you listen to those last two messages, because we know that the first week, the pastor just started a series, he talks about the heart of wisdom. That's a lot because if you can understand that, then everything else becomes easy. And last week, he talked about our mouths and our speech, which is also very powerful. There's no way you can be silent forever, so you got to talk. So how do you talk? The Bible says the best way to do it is to seek his heart, then we can relate very well. So we put that, uh, whatever God says, into practice in whatever we say or do. So if for some reason you haven't been doing it, don't let the enemy stop you. Because what the enemy does is to prevent us from seeking the things of God. Right. And then we get lost and focus on what is not important. We focus on the lie that he's selling. Because it's either two way. What am I going to believe? Am I going to hear the voice of God? Or am I not going to hear the voice of the devil? So if you're not hearing the voice of God, you're suddenly hearing something. So I would rather choose to hear uh, the voice of God. Because as a child of God, you see, if you want to get anything... Get the wisdom of God first. Because when you do, God is in it. And when God is involved, everything else will come together at the right time. You see, I'll give you this analogy, you know. Say you're traveling. You have a lot of luggages if you've been to the airport before. Even if not, you got all these luggages and your are carrying they're so heavy. But as soon as you get to the airport, because I've traveled, I know... You know, my family, we travel 2017. We have 18 luggages. And I'm trying to move all of this. So as soon as we get to the airport, though, they give all this cartwheel. And we put all the luggages there. And I just begin to move this cartwheel with just two fingers. <laughs> the same weight, the same burden. That's how it is. When you have God at the center of your life, the same burden, the same weight, you will just be moving in the middle of the storm. Not because of the weight or the circumstances, but because I know him. And I know that he's in control. So God becomes, Jesus becomes the will that wills those troubles, those tribulations that I have. And that's the reason why it's very important for us to always seek his heart, to seek his wisdom as we navigate the road of life. So I heard one preacher say it this way. He said, one of the most neglected books in the Bible is Proverbs. And yet... It is the book that contains God's wisdom. So if I'm neglecting Proverbs, I'm neglecting God's wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the ability to take spiritual truths and apply it to the realities of your life, of my life. So when I take that, everyday practical decisions, how am I using that to be the guardrail? So that the wisdom of God can guide me through that. So, and I know that it's your decision to use those godly principles in everything that you do. And if we do that, then we begin to live life as God meant it to be. The way he designed us to be. The way he designed us to function. Then his word, his principle, become the mode of operation in our life and that help us to arrive at the expected end. So today I'll be looking at the topic of justice, and we'll examine most of the verses in Proverbs about justice. And I know that the topic of conversation in our world today is about injustice. It's all over places. You have many different movements, organizations, they're talking about injustices and all of that, vying for their cause. However, when it comes to the true judgment, though, sometimes we forget that in the final analysis, God is the judge. Amen. How do I know that? Let's quickly go to uh, the book of Acts, chapter 17. Book of Acts, chapter 17, I will start from verse 28. For in him we live and move and have our being, As also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are the offspring, of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by heart or man's devising. Verse 30. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Verse 31, here's the key verse. Because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man who he has ordained. He has given that assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. Praise God. The point here is that Jesus will never judge incorrectly. Because Jesus is always perfect. Because you and I know that Jesus will never exploit you. Jesus will never abuse you. And we can always trust his judgment. But people on the other end though, they can also use justice. And the problem is we see many organizations or movement using judgment to further their curse and have their hidden agenda. And they begin to use their agenda to override the main cause in which they started that movement. But if we look to God's heart, we'll be able to bring justice in a righteous way. Listen to what God says in uh, through the prophet. In Isaiah 61 verse 8. For I the Lord love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness I will reward my people and make everlasting covenant with them. God loves justice and hates robbery and wrongdoing. Get this. When you know what someone loves and hates That means you know the person intimately. So if God loves justice and hates robbery and wrongdoing, and we are not doing it, which means we don't know God. And that's why it's very crucial for us to continue to spend time daily in the book that contains the wisdom of God. And that's why I love this 31-day challenge. Please take advantage of it and deposit that God's wisdom into your heart and use it. So my goal today is to show us how, you know, uh, God's justice uh, is all over in the scripture. And as we go through the scripture, it's going to help us to clearly see the difference between a movement or organizations and God's desire for everyone when it comes to justice. So with that understanding, are you ready I can't hear you. Are you ready? Yes. Because it's going to be a heavy dose of a lot of scriptures from Proverbs. So if you're ready and I'm watching, you better not dose off on me, right? <laughs> so here we go. Let's allow God's word to speak to us and store up his wisdom in our hearts for our daily practical decision making. That's the key. Remember, I'm using the word daily all the time. It's every day, every moment. You see, for us as true child of God, there is no exception. I don't have a second that I don't have to think about God. I don't have to do what God wants. Amen. When God called me, I said, whenever, whatever, however, even when it's not convenient. So we have to be able to do that. So now we start with Proverbs chapter 1, verse 3. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. And that is the art of God. That is the very reason God wrote the book of Proverbs for us. And we cannot afford not to get into those wisdom of God. So to be wise is to take God's perspective and turn it into functional application in our life. Practical functional application in our life. When we do that, then it becomes a spiritual understanding that we apply to everyday living in our life. Now we go to Proverbs chapter 2, verse 2 through 9. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 through 9. Sorry, guys. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright as we seek him will receive the storage, the depository of wisdom of God. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the paths of justice and preserves the way of his saints. You and I are God's saints. As soon as you become a believer, you are his saints. Truly his child. Verse 9 says, Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity, and every good part. Here's the thing. You see, people rise up very early to go to exercise, to work out, so they can get in shape. But they're too tired to rise up early for God, to get up in God's Word. And I've seen people, other people, they have programmed their time to watch their favorite TV shows. There's nothing wrong with that. But they don't have a slot for God. On their schedules. And that's the problem. How can I have time for everything else. But not the most important person. That I'm going to spend my eternity with. So the Lord who, is the, who gives wisdom. You have to make time for him. So please decide to seek him. Seriously like you pursue your career, like you pursue your education, like you pursue everything else that has a value in your life. Because as a child of God, my dad used to say, anything that you do, you have to do it well. If I'm cleaning, I have to clean it well. I'm mopping, I have to clean it well. So if I call myself a Christian, I have to be a good Christian. That knows my Father in heaven. Yes. So that means I have to spend time with Him and I have to allot and create those times for Him. Now, Proverbs 3, uh, verse 33. The cause of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, He blesses the home of the just. I told you it's going to be a dose of heavy scriptures, right? Are you still there? Are you still there? Yeah. All right, better now. That's better. All right. Proverbs 4, verse 18 through 19. But the path of the judge is like shining sun that shines even brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked, verse 19, is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. You see, the presence of God in our life is a representation of his marvelous light. You see, the reason why the wicked can see is because they're always hiding in the dark. When light appears, darkness disappears. So if I'm hiding something from my wife, from my children, from whoever I know, that's not a good thing. Because if it's good, I want them to celebrate what's good in my life. And the reason why I'm hiding it is because there's something fishy with it. And that's the problem here that the marvelous of light guides the people who are just. Okay, verse 18, verse eight, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 15. 8, 15. By me, this is God now. By me, kings reign and rulers decree justice. Then we go to verse 20. I traverse the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of justice. And listen to Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9. It say, give instruction to a wise man and it will still be wiser, teach a just man, and it will increase in learning. Because a wise person is always willing to be corrected. Constructive criticism. It's always willing. It's not going to get agitated. So as you're receiving the word of God, because it's going to touch some areas in your life that you don't want it to be exposed. When the light of God comes, the darkness there now has to disappear. And then we struggle with that. We're trying to hold on to that darkness. But God doesn't want that. Proverbs 11:1, dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but the just weight is His delight. You see, the Lord hates dishonest manipulation in any form of transactions. You think about it. Even in natural relationship, let's say you go to Walmart anywhere, you're buying produce that is going to be scaled. So you take it, you get something, maybe half a pound, put it on the scale then you weigh two pounds. You're not going to be happy with that, right? So why will I do that to somebody else? Because I'm going to be paying for two pounds when I'm actually getting half pounds. So God doesn't like when we manipulate, when we do any dishonesty in our transaction. So if you and I, if everyone can practice that, then there will be no ripping people off, right? That's why this book of God helps us to navigate road of life very well. Now Proverbs chapter 12 verse 5. The thoughts of the righteous are right but the counsels of the wicked are deceitful. You see when you and I accept Jesus Christ into our hearts we receive the mind of Christ. And when we receive the mind of Christ he gives us the ability to embrace righteousness. Because when you let Christ rule in your hearts, the righteousness of God will follow it. And you will be able to do things the way God wants you to do it. Okay. Uh, Now, Proverbs 13, 23. Much food is in the fallow ground of the poor, and for lack of justice there is waste. Without justice... The poor don't get what belongs to them, and they suffer. And Jesus said, if you take care of the least of this, you've done it for me. So now Proverbs sixteen, verse eight. Proverbs sixteen eight better is a little with right better is a little with righteousness than vast revenues without justice. Divination is on the lips of the kings. Its mouth must not transgress in judgment. Honest weights and skills are the Lord's. If it's honest, then it becomes the Lord. Always I in the bag. I in the bag I works. When you align yourself with God's agenda, then you get his blessings. And most of the blessing that we're talking about is not just here on earth. We're talking about eternal Love that we're going to experience in the presence of the almighty God when it's all said and done. But God, out of his sovereignty, can give each and every one of us that actively seek him and practice his principle, extraordinary blessing while we're here on earth. Okay, let's move to Proverbs chapter 17, verse 15 and 23. He will justify the wicked and he will condemn the just. Both of them are like an abomination to the Lord. Verse 23, a wicked man accepts a bribe behind the back to pervert the ways of justice. As you go through all of this, even from what we've read so far, you can see that the Lord hates injustice. He hates when people exploit people. He hates when people manipulate people. He hates when we do wrong to the next person, to the other person. So if I truly know this, there's no way I'm going to do something that's going to hurt you. Because when I do that, then I'm going against the biblical principle that the justice of God has said. Proverbs 18 verse 5. It is not good to show partiality to the wicked or to overthrow the righteous in judgment. You see, kicking against God's agenda is a very bad thing to do because we go against God. You know, it reminds me of the story of, uh, you know, Saul before he became an apostle. Saul was in the business of killing people of the way. Back then, they called Christians people of the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So, that's what Saul does. He just kills everybody. As soon as you're a Christian, he's going after you. Then one day on his road to Damascus, the Bible records that the Lord struck him with lightning. So much shows that he became blind. And we know the conversion of Paul. He changed and he became a child of God. And he wrote so many books for us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So we don't want to kick against God's agenda, especially when you know it. You cannot be ignorant about that. Proverbs nineteen twenty eight: A disreputable witness calls justice, and the mouth of the wicked devours iniquity. <laughs> it's amazing to me, you know, when people know the right and they don't do it, because God hates people that make mockery of his true justice. This is what this verse is saying here. You can't make mockery of God's justice. Proverbs 21 verse 3. To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. (laughs) You see, we cannot substitute our giving for God's obedience. If you're not obedient to God in some areas of your life... And you say, I'm going to give to make it up. No way. No, 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 no. Remember the story of King Saul. 4 Samuel chapter 15. God told Saul, you go to war, you do all of this. I don't want any stuff. Just keep it there. Destroy them. And Saul brought them home because he was afraid to tell, you know, his soldiers and all that. He said, Then he told God, oh, I'm going to use this to make a burnt offering, fragrance aroma that will smell good to you. God said, no, 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 no obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. So we have to. So if you go through this <laughs> book of God, everything connects. And it will open your eyes. It will transform your life, the way you live it, the way you relate with people. And it will make the biggest change for your eternity gain. Verse 7, Proverbs 21, verse 7. The violence of the wicked will destroy them because they refuse to do justice. You see, the standard, God's standard for us is to earn our living through honesty and diligence, not through manipulations or violence. Because when you manipulate, you're hurting someone. And now you say you got something. So, whatever that is, God. It's, it's not God's standard, and we don't want to do that. 21, verse 15. It's a joy for, jo- for the just to do justice, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. No wonder the Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. The inner joy that God gives is the strength. It's not about what is happening. It's about who is the source of your understanding of this particular world that we live in. When I know that God is the creator and he controls all things and he knows all things and nothing surprises him, then I have the peace, the consolation that has got my back. Proverbs 28, verse six, uh, Proverbs 22, sorry, I'm going fast ahead now. Proverbs 22, verse eight, he who sows iniquity will reap sorrow And the rod of his anger will fall. Well, I'm glad that we're in the planting season. I know the planting season is almost over. If you plant tomatoes, will you harvest pumpkins? (laughs) Uh Aha! So, and that's, even if you don't, you say, I don't know what the Bible is saying. This is simple because we can understand the planting season. So God is saying, please, please, do not sow injustice. Because, you will harvest what you plant. You will reap what you sow. You sow injustice, you reap disaster. It might not come right away, but but surely. (laughs) You know, you think about when Cale killed Abel and God told him, and said, hey, be careful. Sin is knocking on your door. It's encroaching. Because he didn't give the offering that Abel gave. And right after that, he committed sin. So we have to be careful uh, with that. <clears throat> okay, uh, 16, same chapter. He who oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he who gives to the rich will surely come to poverty. Verse 22 of the same chapter. Do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppresses the afflicted at the gate. 23, for the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder, plunder them. Oppressing the poor to enrich oneself is not an honorable thing to do. We might think we'll get away with it, but it's not honorable, and God hates that. Proverbs 24 23 to 25. 23, this thing also belongs to the wise. It is not good to show partiality in judgment. He who says to the wicked, You are righteous. Him, the people will curse, nations will abhor him, 25. But those who rebuke the wicked will have the light, and a good blessing will come upon them. The only way we're not going to be in this situation is when we constantly seek God's heart in everything that we do and practice them. It's not enough for you to know what God wants. What is enough is when you put them into practice every single moment of your life you cannot say this second i can get away with it no 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 no. you're deviating and the little we do now becomes big before we know we're hiding so proverb 28 i promise you i'm almost done this is you know this is just uh, i told you it's gonna be a heavy dose but it, they're good ones right don't you agree with me these are good stuff you know it's like you will always enjoy your favorite meal. It doesn't matter how full you are, right? <laughs> I eat today. I'm going to eat it tomorrow. I like this food. I'm going for it again tomorrow. So, and that's what this is. All right. All right. Proverbs 20, uh, 28. Oh, 24. He will says to the wicked. Okay, 24, 24, 24. He who says to the wicked. You are righteous in the... Oh, I already read that. I'm sorry, guys. 28. That's the last one. 28, verse 5. Evil men do not understand justice. Those who seek the Lord understand all. Amen. You see, because God is the source of wisdom, and if I'm not seeking God, the true wisdom from above, I'm not going to get it. That's why evil men cannot get that. And the only way we can understand God's heart is to constantly dwell in this word and put them into practice in our life. Listen to verse 16 of 28. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but evil and covetousness will prolong its days. You see, this is why it's very difficult for people that are called dictators or they boss people around. They don't understand that they're hurting people around them. They can't see it. They just obsess. They become oppressors. They're hurting their partners, their wife, their husband, or whatever, or friends, business partner, and they can't see it because they lack understanding that comes from God. And once again, I just want to remind you that it's your decision to use these godly biblical principles in your practical decision-making that will make you wise. And I know that life is full of choices. Right now, you made a choice to be here this morning. Everything we do involves choices. And now, as we go through life, we've made great choices. We've made not so great choices. We've made wise choices. And we've made some foolish ones, right? But awfully, now that we understand our critical Proverbs that contains God's wisdom. In fact, another title for Proverbs could be God's wisdom. That's why you cannot neglect it. So that it will help us to live a successful life, a life that can be honorable and honored by God as we faithfully seek him. Uh, Just thinking about, you know, biblical principles and how we live our life, I will quickly share two stories with you that happened to me last week. So uh, last Monday I went to the mall, Robinson Mall, And uh, in one of the stores, I met this lady, and she was in the store. She saw me walking around, and she just said, hey, do you need anything? I said, yes, I need something. She said, I'll be right there with you. So she came over, and she said, I'm the only one here, you know, and all of that. And uh, I said, oh, it's okay. If you're busy, you know, I'll wait. I'm not in a hurry. Whatever you need to do, you know, you just go do it. I don't need to rush or be under pressure. As soon as I said that, she just relaxed, and she began to talk to me. You know, then as we're talking, and she began to vent, she said, I've been in the retail business for 25 years and I've never seen theft, stealing, so prevalent in the last two years. And she said, I couldn't do anything about it because I'm afraid that someone might just pull out a gun and shoot everybody in the mall. I don't want another mall shooting. And as soon as she said that, I said, wow, wow, I know. And the problem with that is that it's because we human beings, we fail to live by biblical principles. Because when the Bible says, I love my neighbor, I love my friend, I love anyone, the person stealing is not going to take away something that belongs to a business. Because now you're rubbing them off. So the problem is we're failing to follow the biblical principles of God as soon as I said that her eyes lit up, and she quickly went by I didn't know what she was going to do then she pulled out a small booklet and she said hey this is my strength bible verses on that booklet under the drawer and we talked about 45 minutes we just started talking about God and everything and you can see the biblical she couldn't wait to see another person that will be practicing the principles of God that's what she was looking for. That if everyone that comes to the tour that walks in this store, will be like me, I don't have to be afraid of anything or more shooting. And she was saying that. Same day, in the evening, around 7 p.m. That happened around 1.30 p.m. My son, Jonathan, had soccer practice. So we went to the soccer practice at 7 p.m. Leopold Lake Park. And uh, I passed, so I had a ZK with me. So we went to the, you know, the playground we were playing. And uh, I just walked by the car listening to I think it was a message or song. Then I saw this gentleman in the car. He was just there sitting down reading. Then I said hi. How are you doing? Then we started talking. Then I told him I'm one of the associate pastors here. I said, Oh, I saw a sign, you know, about the Westridge community blessed. How's it going? Then we started talking about it. And I said, Hey, what do you do? He said I'm a pediatrician. And I my where's the office said Moon Township? That's why I drive by all the time. And he started talking about the construction going on at the West A. High School, about the traffic. And we started talking about how people are impatient and very agitated. Yeah. And they get very annoyed and trying to mess up with innocent people. Then I said to myself, I just had this conversation with this woman 130. 1.30. So I'm saying, by the time you talk to a lot of people, what are you getting? You sample that. That's 100%, two people the same day, within five hours. How many people do you want to talk to? And he was frustrated because people would not follow biblical principles. And we get into how Ten Commandments was taken out of school. And he was frustrated by it. Because he said, we even talk about, you look at the face of the currency, he said, in God we trust. Where's God? Why do you take God out of school? We started, he was so happy that he can talk to me. That this is one of the people that I can lean on to practice what God is saying. So, as I think about all of this, it saddens my heart. You know, as you look at the society. Because if you truly, truly want to know what's wrong with our lives, our homes, our city, Our state. What's wrong with our country? In fact, what's wrong with the entire world? I don't think it's because we are being obedient to what God said. I think you will all agree with me that there's evil in this world. The evil that violates people every single day because they fail to practice the biblical principle that God has created for our peaceful living so we can be a blessing to one another instead of hurting one another, instead of manipulating one another. Because you look at the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. And the Bible recorded that in the cool of each day, every day, God come down to spend time with them, hang out with them, To see how they are doing. And the father. They are also following his principle. Welcome his presence. And they were never afraid. That's what the Bible says. Until. What happened? They disobeyed God. And they went and hid. In the darkness. That's the problem with darkness. God comes and is calling them. And he said. Adam Eve where are you? They were covering themselves and hiding. Because they refuse to follow. They disobey. And if you want to think about it, the greatest problem or issue in all of human history is human disobedience to God. Because that's what our very first parents did. When they did that, now evil entered into the world and it began to permeate through everything. Wow, my time has gone so much. Well, quickly, before I let, let this go, I have three practical ways to, check, uh, to talk about this. Let's see how we can practicalize this real quick. Uh, let me give you three practical ways to check if decisions you're about to make is in line with what God wants for you. And get this, they work for every person, every time. It's not just special people. So here we go. And I put them in form of questions. And I want you to ask yourself these questions. Every time, you're about to make a decision. Every single time. If you can do this, they'll work for you. Number one, the question you're going to ask, is this in line with God's word, principles, or character? Does it line up with the word of God? Does it line up with what God is saying? Hear this. God will never fail you. Or fail to accomplish his plan and purposes for your life. If you follow and seek him diligently, it will never fail you. Number two, question you're gonna ask yourself: Is this in line with God's wisdom, God's people, God cancel? You're gonna ask that question. Does godly cancel agree with what you not goodly? I didn't say goodly cancel, because what the problem is it could be good and not godly. So, you got to fulfill both parts. Is it good and godly? You need a conjunction there, the and. Good and godly. Because it may seem good, it may look good, and not godly. So, we don't want that. Because here's sometimes you know, here's what we do sometimes. We go to someone else and say, ah, What do you think? Uh, that's not God. Then we go to someone else. What do you think? That's not God. Then we go to another someone else. What do you think? That's good. That's it. You agree with me. But it's good, it's not godly. But what we want is godly counsel. So how do I know if it's godly counsel? Here's it. Godly counsel is people who really know God. Who knows God and knows you, know you. They know God. They know God's word. Then they know you very well. Because sometimes it's really good that they know you because they can tell you if you're going too fast. Because they know you. All right, the last one. Is this in line with God's ways, with God's peace? Do I have the peace of God in this? Am I experiencing his peace? Am I experiencing his common peace in all of this? And the Bible tells us in Colossians 3.15 that let the peace of God rule in your hearts. The word rule here means umpire from a sporting event let the peace of God umpire in your heart let the peace of God tell you whether it's safe to do it or not to do it so you can feel because how many times have you been troubled by something and you don't have peace then you went ahead and do it anyway so we don't want that okay and lastly Philippians 4 7 also said and the peace of God, Philippians 4 7, which surpasses all understanding, our logical reasoning, we guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So you're going to say, God, if I don't have your peace, I'm not going to make a move. If I don't have your peace, I'm not going to take the next step. If I don't have your peace, I'm getting out of this situation. You have to be able to apply that. All right, let's pray. I know my time is up, but <laughs> well, it's a good one. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Once again, we thank you. I just ask, Lord, that you open our minds and hearts to see your wisdom, your counsel, as we go through the book of Proverbs in this 31-day challenge. Because it all begins, it all starts with knowing your hearts, which starts in our head and then goes into our heart and then transforms our life. And people around us will benefit from that transformation. And this we ask for in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, Amen.